Friday Eve to you, Mark Aram here, you there, it's 10.07, 7 after 10, this is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Uh, if you do not have plans this weekend, and I don't, I'm going to be right up front with you, I am not going to Music Midtown this this uh, weekend, I'm not superly overly impressed with the lineup, the weather's going to be iffy, crowds, I'm, I'm out of Music Midtown, uh, but I will be going to Buckhead, to the Landmark Diner, to the brand new location of the Punchline Comedy Club to see, I think this is his record-breaking third appearance on the Mark Aram Show, your friend and mine, Maz Jabrani. Maz, welcome to the program. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, Mark. I'm excited. I think you just passed Carl Reiner as the most appearances on the Mark Aram Show. That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Do we get, uh, is this like a Saturday Night Live situation where you get the coat and they give you a... We'll give you a jacket jacket and a koozie. Great. Because we have koozies out the yin-yang here. (laughs) And and to be fair, um, I don't see Carl Reiner... you know, making many more appearances. So I, I think you can run this uh, going away. Carl's slacking a little bit. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely <laughs> at 96. Yeah, he's slacking yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's slacking a little bit. Well, welcome back to Atlanta. You're at the uh, the new Punchline this weekend. Uh, tickets still available online. Punchline.com. Jamie Bendel uh, <laughs> from the Punchline in studio. Uh, before I before I get to the nuts and bolts of what we're going to talk about, I, I was doing show prep last night for this interview because mm-hmm. you know I like to be prepared. Um, You're professional. Exactly. Great. You grew up where? I grew up in Northern California, Marin what, County. What is that? Is that? Uh, how do I put this? Are, are are when you were a kid, were kids nice in Northern California? Um, for the most part. So I was born in Iran. Yeah. Grew up in Northern California. Okay. And things were going great. Yeah. It was fine until the hostage situation happened. Ooh. And then I became the representative of the Islamic Republic of Iran. <laughs> In Marin County. Understand. Yeah, for some of the older kids that yeah. wanted to pick on me. But before that, everything was cream cheese. You were they fine. They were cool. Yeah, man. It's a, Marin is kind of a, it's it's right there across the bay from San Francisco. Yeah. So very liberal. Uh, rich, ri- rich liberal people. Say that ten, five times fast. <laughs> yeah, rich, rich, li- rich, rich liberal. Rich liberal people. Rich liberal people. So you're okay until the uh, Iran. The hostage okay. crisis. And then, and then it's Because I was thinking about this last night. If you grew up in my neighborhood... Your nickname would have been Jabroni from age two. Did, did you Jabroni c- exist back then? It it did in my neighborhood. Yeah, because I think is because this is so. Here's the thing: is you, first of all, let me. I, this is now. <laughs> so it's good that Jamie's here because yesterday when I pulled up at the uh, when I walked up to the punchline. Yeah. So my last name is Jabroni, J O B R A N I, and it says this weekend. Performing Maz Jabroni. No kidding. Yeah, so they got it wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Right. It is good that I'm here because one of the interesting things about being in the uh, new punchline space is that uh, we do not actually get to touch the sign. Well, that that is all done by the diner staff, and and it is really actually a great series of um, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> front of the sign, yeah, spelled correctly. Back of the sign, spelled incorrectly. But to be fair, as someone that used to work in an Italian restaurant and a bowling alley, where I was in charge of climbing the ladder and changing the signs, on occasion, actually no, on both these places, 
letters get lost, and there's very few oh, sure, letters yeah. available, so you have yeah. to improvise. Yeah. So it, it could be correct on one side and jabroni on the other, simply because. Well, that, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great concept. That's a great theory. The only problem is jabroni and jabroni. It's just you just gotta move the A to the other side <laughs> yeah. of the O and take the O and put it where the A is. Yeah. That or all the letters um, are actually some there. of the Greeks are dyslexic. I mean, that's a possibility. Or it's like a you said, maybe yeah. it's just a wrestling fan or a guy that was like, yeah. oh, jabroni. That yeah. sounds like one of of our guys. No, well, I, I grew that. up in a, in a predominantly uh, Italian, Lebanese, Korean city. Okay. Which was a great eclectic mix of um, people and foods and odors. That's a party and, right or, there. Yeah. yeah. And, but the Italian, I mean, I, at age four, I knew what a jabroni was. And if you were called a jabroni, you were, and that wasn't something nice. So I was just curious if that well, was. Well, the thing with jabroni is interesting for me is because. Again, the last name is Jobrani, and I remember <laughs> seeing wrestlers start calling each other Jabroni. Yeah. And my dad, back in Iran, he had a lot of friends that were wrestlers, not like WWE wrestlers, like Greco-Roman wrestling. And um, so since the wrestlers were calling each other Jabroni, I thought to myself, maybe my father pissed off a wrestler <laughs> back in Iran, because you know, the Iron, the Iron Sheik. Sheik yeah. 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 So I was like, maybe that's what happened. And the guy came to America, and he started using my last name as a derogatory <laughs> term. <laughs> <laughs> I really was like that. I was like, "What are the chances?" And I looked it up, and I guess Jabroni, at least mm-hmm. in the wrestling world, stands for the day jobbers—the guys who wear the spandex that aren't don't—they don't have a character name. Correct. The guys get get thrown around. Yes. So you're a Jabroni. That means you're someone who's you're nothing. You're an extra. You're an extra. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. All right. Well, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been asked that, but I thought about that last night. I'm like, God, if if Maz was in my neighborhood, in my city. He would have been called jabroni from day one. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I still get, I still get it, but it's not yeah. people call, like trying to tease <laughs> me. You. It's just them making a mistake and going, "Hey, my jabroni!" <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Talk to me about. So, um, you, you are a, a, what I consider a must follow on Twitter, Jamie. You are as well, even though you have two accounts now, which is ultra confusing, uber confusing. Um, but what what's going on with this thing called Jimmy Vestwood? And tell me all about it, because uh, I've been seeing it on Twitter, but I have no idea what it is and what I can do to watch it. You're a beautiful man. Jimmy Vestwood is a movie I made. Okay. It's, uh, I co-wrote it, co-produced, and I star in it. And it's called Jimmy Vestwood, American Hero. Okay. And I describe it as the Persian Pink Panther meets Borat. <laughs> yeah, it's just a silly slapstick comedy. Okay. And as an actor of Middle Eastern descent in Hollywood... Uh, I was getting sick of not having a, a character that saves the day. Sure. You're so, the one that's usually causing you're the, the one, issues. I'm usually the one that's like, you know, <laughs> in the name of Allah, you know. Uh, so I thought, hey, we're going to change it a little bit. So we wrote this movie about this uh, Iranian immigrant who wins the green card lottery to come to America. Okay. Yes, there is a green card lottery to come to America. And... Um, he comes to America, he wants to be a cop because he was a big fan of Steve McQueen's as a kid. Okay. Uh, once he gets to America, he realizes that the, the best job he can get is working as a security guard at a Persian grocery store. <laughs> and then somehow from there, he gets embroiled in this plot to start World War III, and he's got to save the world. So that's the gist of gotcha. it. Gotcha. But it's just a silly comedy, and uh, we came out. So th- now the, the bigger challenge is being an independent film yeah. in this world of big blockbusters. So the first weekend we were out, it was early May. Uh, we were, uh, you know, Captain America was out. Yeah. But we did a good enough job where we had four city release, and per screen average, we ended up being fourth nationwide yeah. with, you know, money made. But, but that, w- but that's so. I mean, we were right behind Captain America, which was third place. The only difference is we were in four theaters; they were in three thousand. <laughs> yeah, theaters. exactly. So we made sixty thousand dollars that week. Yeah. They made fifty-seven million. 
Um, but after that, it's just continued to go, and that's the life of an independent film. And now we're going to be coming out online uh, on iTunes and Amazon, all that stuff, starting in October. So if people are curious, they can go to jimmyvestwood.com, and that's the word Westwood, but with V's, V-E-S-T-V-O-O-D, jimmyvestwood.com. Check out the trailer. It's uh, Again, it's a silly, fun slaps of comedy with a little bit of a political theme, especially given all the stuff going on with Trump sure. these days. It actually is pretty timely. Uh, that this Muslim Im- immigrant comes to America and saves the day. It's because the reviews are amazing and Rotten Tomatoes and like anywhere. You, and I'm like, how do I watch that? I've been dying to watch it. So it will be available online soon. Yeah, it'll okay. be available. I think it's October 4th. It's, it's available for pre-order now on uh, iTunes. Great. Just Jimmy Vestwood and they can go from there and enjoy That's it. That's awesome. Well, good for you, man. Uh, um, I, I, I talked about this a bunch of times in the last couple of months, just the Hollywood scene now. If you're not making a superhero movie, or a sequel to some movie that was made in the 80s, movies like that just are, are not getting made right now. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, we I learned, I have so much respect for filmmakers now because we yeah. had to, because, you know, we wrote the script and we thought, okay, well, that's it. Someone will make it. Well, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not the luck, case yeah. at all, right? So we had actually, we had two guys fall through. One guy, one time, and I think it was like 2007 or 2008, I was in Dubai doing stand-up comedy. And there was this one wealthy uh, Iranian businessman. And he goes, I want to fund your movie. We go, great. So we start negotiating the deal, and we come to sign the papers, and now by now it's 2008. So he gives us a call. He goes, guys, stock market crashed. I go, yeah. He goes, I lost my money. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, no. So he disappeared. Then another guy showed up. He Out of the blue, this guy was claiming to be the biggest roofer on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. So what? And he wanted to be in the movie business. I go, yeah. great. And then he stopped calling. Uh, you know, people go, I guess the roof fell in. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> and then, uh, then we had to go raise money on crowdfunding, Indiegogo. Did that work for you? It worked. It got us seed money. Yeah. And then from there, other people invested. And then you get the money, and now you've, you, you make the movie. And then we ended up um, getting uh, into the Austin Film Festival where we won uh, Best Comedy by Jury and by Audience. And then I go, well, that's it. It's going to go from there. Yeah. No, again, now you got to distribute it. Yeah. And what you were just saying before, big distributors are distributing these superhero movies. Yeah. And the small distributors want to screw you. So we ended up distributing it ourselves, which is a whole other thing. I mean, we had like, we hired a guy to, to, to get theaters for us in, in these different cities. Like a booking agent kind of. It was of. a booking agent. That's yeah. what you do. It's like a theater booking agent. So this guy, and this guy, I think he's like, he, he's got to be like 90 or something. Every time we're on the phone with a guy, he sounds like he's about to die. He's been that's that's becoming an old business, and he was recovering from a surgery, so he was always on like painkillers. We're like, "How are we doing?" He's like, "I got you a theater; it's coming through." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't feel good about this." I'm not kidding you, man. We did a fourth four city release. It was it was L.A., Encino, Irvine; those are all Southern California, yeah. and Washington D.C. That was our that was our first weekend. Okay. And D.C. is one of my biggest markets. When I go to D.C., I do like a two thousand theater in one yeah. night. So it's like that's where my people are. And I'd just been there a couple weeks before. I announced it to 2,000 people. I promoted promoted it. It's coming, it's coming. People, they're going to go see it. And on Twitter and, and on, on social Twitter. media. I was pulling yeah. the hell out of it. And then so so the weekend's about to start, and we call the guy. We're like, listen, man, I got an organization wants to buy out a screening. They want to buy out. Like, you know, they want to bring their people. Yeah. Uh, how big is the, sh- the theater? And the guy's like, let me check. I'll get back. Calls up back. He's like, uh, it's about 40, 50 seats. I'm like, <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm like, that's my biggest market. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, you oh got my gosh. 40, 50 seats. Like, you know, like, and, and this organization well, at, want- at three grand a pop, that's not bad. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that's it. No, but the, like, the organization wanted 300 seats. Yeah. Like, this guy's like, and I'm like, why, what, why didn't you look into that? He's like, I didn't think about it. I'm like, how long have you been doing this? 
It's like the Vicodins were kicking in. I didn't know what I was doing. I just got out of the roofing business. What do you want from me? I don't know what I you're fell doing off the on. roof. Oh that's God. that's awesome. Uh, hang hang tight. I want to ask more about because I'm I'm fascinated with you and your career, but I'm also fascinated with the the mechanisms it takes to do what you did and bring a film, something that you created, you got off the ground. Uh, to the theaters because I think that's a remarkable accomplishment. Yeah, man. Thanks. Um, not that. to not to piss on your day job, but that's a lot harder than you know standing up in front of three hundred drunk people at the punchline and making them laugh for an hour. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, the exactly. Thing is easy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jabroni. The jabroni's right. at the punchline. Jabroni. <laughs> I, you know, I, we did a thing on wrestling at one time. Yeah. And no joke, the guy who brought the ring because it was an independent wrestling sure. promotion got to wrestle. <laughs> because he brought the ring. That was a true jabroni. True, th- that was a uh, Tommy brought the ring. He gets to he gets a match. <laughs> well, jabroni and jabroni on mm-hmm. stage at the punchline this weekend. Tickets available online. Uh, correctly spelled at punchline. dot <laughs> com. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is the Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show brought to you by Low T Nation. Yeah. You know what? I like the players. No dickity, no doubt. Mm. Play on, play on. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show discussing uh, Hollywood, not Bollywood, with uh, Maz Jabrani. He's at the punchline this weekend. Jimmy Vestwood coming up to a uh, online distributor near you, Amazon and, and iTunes. Um, so I don't want to get too personal, but how much did it make how much did it take to, to get this thing made? So we raised uh, about uh, half a million. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. it was good. It was good. You know, we did some good fundraising. We got that money together. And listen, for an independent film, that's still nothing. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you got to think about these blockbusters are hundreds of millions. Yeah. The thing I came to realize afterwards was a lot of these blockbusters, they spend hundreds of millions to make them and then another hundreds of millions to, to promote, promote it, them. Yeah. That was the thing again. It was, it was kind of funny because we... Um, when it came time to prom- promoting, we had we were out of money. We sh- we'd use all the money to shoot, so we were just again we're Twitter, all the social media, Facebook, all that stuff. And then Jamie Masada of the Laugh Factory, the owner of the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles, uh, he's a nice enough guy that he goes. He's got this big billboard space on Sunset. He mm-hmm. goes, buddy, I give you the big billboard. You can do. That's how he talks. <laughs> buddy, I give you big billboard. You can put big billboard. So <laughs> we had. So he he was nice enough to give us the space. So we had one billboard. In the country. In the country, <laughs> on a wall, in Los Angeles, competing against, you know, Captain America. Yeah. You know. So it was crazy. And as a matter of fact, my five-year-old daughter even caught on to it. I'm driving with the kids uh, and my daughter, and there's a corner in Los Angeles at La Cienega in Venice where there's four billboards in each direction, right? There's a total of four. And all four was Captain America, Captain America. Ca- and my daughter's like, Daddy, that, those guys are on the billboards. <laughs> and she's like, are you on the billboards? I'm like, honey, I got, I got one like five miles from yeah. there. I'm going to take you guys. You I never her. took them. Oh, I want no. to drive them over and be like, look, I got one. And even they were like, yeah, you know, <laughs> they get it. They're like, you're not gonna, you can't compete with Captain America. But, but Captain America right. is, I mean, your, your movie has better ratings than Captain well, America. Listen, I'll tell you what. This was the other thing that was, it gets intimidating because you, you, you know, they say believe in yourself. You believe in yourself. And yeah. actually we did okay for, for, again, being in this market. But first weekend, it was Captain America. Second weekend, X Men came out. Ugh. Third weekend, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was like, how many superheroes yeah. do we have? 
in this country. I have more questions about that. Hang out a little bit. Yeah. All right. News, weather, and traffic next. Stick around. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, for immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. Back to the Mark Aram Show, 10, 36, 24, in front of 11, at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Uh, Jamie Bendel from the Punchline in studio. Jamie, um, who else will be on stage this weekend at the Punchline? What do we got cooking? Any good specials? Food-wise, what do we got? Uh, well, we're, we're going to have a, uh, a new sign. So we've, it's actually been a uh, tough promotional it's been changed week. in the middle yeah. of the show. Yeah, so here's the, and this is, and I'm, I'm glad it happens that way, right? Earlier this week, because I too follow Moz on social media, yeah. I saw that Moz had shared uh, that the bio that he had on the Punchline website was out of date. So now you don't actually get the call from the unhappy agent or sure. the unhappy manager. You get a subtweet. From the <laughs> act themselves. That's fantastic. Saying, hey, check this out. Right? And you're like, ah, dang it. <laughs> I got to go yeah. fix the thing. Well, you, I mean, you got yeah. a lot of balls in the air. So well, we- surprisingly, you would be amazed at how many people whose business are their abilities, right? Their yeah. talent. Sure. Um, but don't actually have updated websites themselves, yeah. right? So yeah. you go and you look at their bio and it says, in 2008, they're yeah. going to be excited about the release of whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, if it's good enough for your website, it's, Dude, I guess, I good enough for Dude, I don't even have a website mine, yet. Right? I, I- I, I've, it's pulling teeth trying to get markaram.com up and running. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but you get, to, you get to open the mics every night at 10 o'clock and bang it out to gazillion people. Yeah, but I can't promote to the markaram.com because it's, it's a dead page. There's nothing there. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway, before we get back to Moz, who else is on stage this weekend with Moz? Well, who did you... I, uh, there's, I, a, there's a funny comedian. His <laughs> name is Omid Singh. He is... Yeah. He's, Irish he's, kid. Irish kid. Um, he's, uh, his, his father's Indian mother is Iranian. And as he likes to say, that makes him Pakistani. (laughs) That's his joke. That's fantastic. He's a funny guy. All right. So getting back to the, uh, again, we're going to talk about stand up in a second. I promise. But I'm, I'm so fascinated by, uh, Jimmy Vestwood. Um, you folks have to watch this movie. I'm, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm assuming it's awesome because I've heard nothing but good things. All right. So you, you, you raised the money, you got the movie out. You you released it uh, nationwide, literally DC and, and LA. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you, you you're doing it online. At what point is the movie uh, well known enough to get it on? Like an HBO or a Showtime. What's the process to get it on well, cable? The, so the, the process is actually we are we have a deal with Showtime. It'll come out probably probably early next year on Showtime. Okay. So the so that part. Listen, it's all 
uh, they're looking for content. Yeah. And you're looking to have your content be seen. So we shopped it around as well to 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 the different networks. Mm -hmm. And I have a relationship with Showtime. I've done now sure, three Showtime right, specials. Right. So that buyer was able to go. Yeah, we can get it on. And um, matter of fact, they were ready to go before our theatrical release. And but they they were kind enough to us where they said we'll hold off and uh, let you guys do your theatrical release and then do it. So eventually, it will get other eyeballs on it. I, I mean, I've. I've run into films sometimes. I'm just flipping channels, and I go, oh, let me just see what this is. It's that kind of a thing, yeah. right? So I was actually on the plane yesterday. I was like, God, I wish I could get it on an airplane. That would be great because I, I find stuff on the plane all the time. Sure. So it's this, it's this constant thing because you, you think it's done. It's never done. It's, it's always going to be late. And that's the credit, though. That No matter what happens the rest of your career, in 100 years, someone's going to be watching Showtime 9 yeah. on, on their, uh, their glasses. On their thumb. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, what's this Jimmy Vest? I think that's amazing. That's something that will last forever. Yeah, that's what's good about I mean, I mean, uh, the, the, like you were saying, the, the difference between stand-up and, and movie making. Stand-up, you just show up, you need a microphone, you go. Boom. Uh, uh, like you know. this show. Like the show, just, yeah, I just show up every night and bada bing, bada boom, yeah, job but, <laughs> um, but you know, but obviously with stand up, not you know, you do have to put time in to get be better and better at it. Yeah. But still, just the actual act of it is that the movie thing. What was a little frustrating it was interesting because I was reading Judd Apatow's book Sick in the Head okay. while I was uh, um, getting ready to distribute the film, and he kept talking about the anxiety he feels when he's doing films versus the freedom of being on stage doing stand up. He started doing stand up again. Yeah, he started he, doing yeah. and and I and I, I could totally uh sympathize with him because um when you do a film, the other problem is it's locked. It's done. So you show up at a screening and you're watching and you go, Ah, we should have we should have taken that out. Oh, we should have put that and you're and you're in the back waiting for them to laugh and a lot of times they're not laughing when they're supposed to, but they laugh at another time. Yeah. Whereas stand up, if they're not laughing, you start doing crowd work. If they if that doesn't work, you had a bad set, you go do another set. So it's it's a very um movie making can be very hard if you don't let it just let it go. Be like, and it's, it's a permanent thing too, like like you mentioned, if if uh your show tonight at the punchline isn't great, you got another you got a couple more shots tomorrow. Yeah. But with the movie, it's once it's on that celluloid. It's done. That's it forever. Yeah. Two quick questions. You, you're really tight with Showtime. Can you get me a walk on with uh, on Ray Donovan? Done. It's totally done. I love that. I show. came close to being on Ray Donovan. Really? Because I went to audition for uh, you know the part. Um, what's his name? Stephen. The guy played Manolo in Scarface. Who's on there now? Is Stephen. He plays like his the right Israeli hand guy. Yeah, Israeli yeah. guy. I auditioned for that part. No kidding. And it was, here's what was amazing. Avi's his name. Yeah, yeah, Avi. And so what happened was the casting director, his name is John Papsadera, one of the best casting directors in the business because he used to be an actor himself. So when you do his, um, when, you, when you audition for him, he actually gives you stuff to work off of. Yeah. And so he was, so he was uh, doing the audition, and as I showed up to go in, I guess they, we were having a hard time finding this guy. And he's like, Maz, come on, help me out here, man. Let's do this. And I was like, oh, this is good. John's giving, like, he's telling me to run yeah. it. So we go there, and I start improvising with uh, Liev Schreiber. Oh, my god! They had us improvise. And I improvised, and it went, uh, it felt like it was going really well. And then they go, hey, thanks a lot, man. That was good. And I leave. And then they come come back as I'm leaving. He's like, Maz, come back in. They want to see some more. And I was like, that's a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. They want to see some more? Yeah. Good sign. So I'm like, oh, my God, this this might happen. And I walk out, and I and I usually like, usually I walk out of an audition going like I have no idea, but this time I walked out. I called my agent. I was like, this feels good. Now the only problem was as I was leaving, there's this one Swedish actor, 
um, who is always plays the bad guy. He was in um, in uh, Fargo. He was the guy who yeah, puts, exactly uh, you know what I'm talking about. He yeah. puts Steve Buscemi in a in a tree trimmer or whatever tree yeah. shredder. So that guy, and he's a great actor. So as I was leaving, that guy was coming in. I was like, oh come on, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get it. He's the man. ultimate he's bad the guy. He's bad guy. The guy. Yeah. Uh, he he'd make a great Israeli yeah. agent. Um, so I was like, that could be my competition. And then I left, and we got good feedback. It's looking good. Da, 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 da. And then, of course, uh, Stephen, whatever his last name is, Manolo from Scarface. Scarface. He, they go, he's going to get it. I go, he's still acting? <laughs> I thought he was done. Because he had gone. He was gone for a while. He was gone yeah, for he was a while. Out. That's Oh, that would have been a, that would have been a great I role. love him, but I would love to have seen you at it. Would that have gone over well at home, playing an Israeli yeah, uh, Mossad yeah, guy? Yeah, I mean, I might have gotten a call from my Mighty Najat or something. <laughs> but, you know, but no, I'm, I'm, I, geez, I would love, that would be a fun part, fun, mo- fun yeah. show to be on. But, uh, but yeah, it didn't come through. All right. So, Oh. Go ahead, Jeremy. Did you ever see the movie about the guys that do that are most well known for being character actors? No. There's a terrific documentary, and I and I want to say the name of it is "You're That Guy From." Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it, yeah. it's terrific. It's at all of those. They make they make character actors and actresses. They really can make or break uh, a movie or yeah. a TV show. It's really it's a really interesting, and I think it's on Showtime. Well, that was like uh, Joe Pantoliano was quoted one time. I read, you know, he was he was doing an interview or something. He was like, "I'm the guy who makes Tom Cruise good." Yeah, you know, he right. was He was the he was Vinny the pimp from yeah uh, from uh, what, what's it called uh, uh, risky, risky business. business. Yeah, but he's in everything. Let me let me stick with premium cable for a second. Yes. Um, what was your reaction? To I don't know if you saw it, um, the night of on HBO. Did Ooh, you see it? Man, what? Because that... I know what what I, my reaction was, but someone that could relate perhaps to the uh, main character. What What did you think of it? First of, of all, that's another one I auditioned for. No kidding, <laughs> Come really? On. Well, Seriously? God, I swear to God. So for those of you who haven't seen it, it's on HBO. Go watch it. HBO Go is called The Night of, and I'm not giving it away when I say the premises of Pakistani kid. Uh, takes his dad's taxi um, to go, you know, to to the city in New York, mm-hmm. uh, and um, for for the for a night out, and he ends up in a, in the middle of a crime. So I, that's all I'm going to tell you. Yeah. It is amazing. The acting's amazing. So the script's good. amazing. It was produced by Gandalfini. Yeah, I think Gandalfini was supposed to play the John Torturo part, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I did a table read a few years ago um, where they had me reading maybe for the dad or something. I forget what it was. But then the audition came through, and I did the audition for the father. And the father, the guy who plays the father, actually is an Iranian actor from Iran who's a really good actor. So it's always good if you don't get the part and you look and you go, oh, yeah. Well, they got yeah, they, they got, got that guy. guy. Yeah, not you would have been good as the dad, I would have been good as the dad, too. Or as the... Uh as the kid, I'm too young. No, no, the, the guy partner. in jail. As the, as the wife? Omar no, in jail. Omar, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would have been great. He would have been great as the wife. Um, <laughs> no, the acting, I mean, that's the thing, too. I, I just talked to somebody else about this. I feel like you get the parts you're supposed to get. Yeah. Right? Even that one with uh, Ray Donovan, the, st- the, the Manolo's done a great job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget this guy is Steven something. But, um, but, the, but the show, I think, is amazing. That guy, Riz Ahmed, who plays the guy. Insane. Insanely yeah. amazing. John Torturo is I can't imagine Gandolfini playing that role after how right. good Torturo n- nailed it. He was so, so good. So good. I yeah. mean, just like the comedy as well as the dra- drama. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I, my wife and I were just hooked. You know what, the thing is, there's all these shows now that are so good 
that when it ends, like the season finale, you go, there's no more? I know. I, there's going to be a second season. I have a feeling. It was so good and so successful. Yeah. I think HBO's going to be like, we have to do this. The Muslim community, d- d- what was the reaction to the night of? I have no idea. I don't. I haven't been in touch with the Muslim community. About it. <laughs> we yeah, haven't had don't, that meeting yet. Yeah, you don't get the newsletter. What <laughs> the hell is going coming on in right now? <laughs> yeah. We are protesting in the name of Allah. <laughs> no, um, I think what what they did that was good was it wasn't about. They didn't make it about necessarily a uh, a Muslim. Uh, you know, they they could have gone one way. That, yeah. That's where you have great writers, right? They could have gone the way of in the in the show. It could have been. Uh, a lynch mob going. Oh, this is a Muslim committing an act. Crime. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a terror. It's a terrorist act. But the show was smart enough to make it about the crime and not about this guy's religion yeah. as much. You know, but but that did add layers to absolutely the, the storytelling. Yeah, but and I mean, what was what, what was crazy was. But, but you could have taken that guy could have been any other ethnicity, sure. and it shows what happens to him in prison. Yeah. It shows all the. Well, I just gave it away. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but no, I I. As as an actor of you know Middle Eastern descent from that part of the world, I actually was not at all offended. No, by I it. thought it was. Again, this is just an outside view, but I I thought it made the way they they handled the story and the backstory and the family and the reaction. It if if there were xenophobes out there that watched it, they might be able to be like, oh wow, like that sucks that they're. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they did a great job. They showed the they showed the family going through it all. They yeah. showed the, the it was it was just it was just very good writing, very good um, uh, almost filmmaking. You know, it was it was it was great. And, and and be honest with you, as an actor again of of Middle Eastern descent, there are also shows that I, I mean I watch Homeland. And I get into it. I mean, I, you know, like, and that you know, is not a very popular show. Yeah. In, uh, well, I mean, it's just you know it, it demonizes a lot yeah, of Muslims and exactly. stuff. But I, but as a show itself, again, I think if you have good showrunners, they find a way. Because even that show has has characters that are of Middle Eastern descent that are good. Real quick, tell me you auditioned for the Saul Berenson role in uh, Homeland. I was actually, uh, yeah, uh, actually, it was the Claire Danes part. Actually, I was out for that. And actually, I just did audition for Homeland, and I didn't get it either. So I'm, I'm never going to end up on. On any of these shows, um, it was it, the, the, the Homeland's got a, a, a new season coming out. I auditioned for something, and um, you know, here's the, here's the here's the problem with with acting too. I, you want to be on all this all this stuff, but but sometimes I come to you and they'll be like, if you get this, it's going to start shooting next week. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, next week I got to be in Atlanta, and then yeah. I got to be Boston, and then my kids got a you know soccer game. Sure. So it's this juggling act. So that was one of those where I auditioned. And part of me was actually kind of happy I didn't get it because I was like, okay, now I get to not have to move everything around. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's the life of an actor, man. God, you could have been in Donovan, Night of, Homeland. I would have been in that, and then I would have been in the documentary. You've been in the documentary. Oh, yeah. yes. I could have been yeah. a contender. I know you got to run. Hang out for two more minutes, will sure, you? Yeah. All right, we're going to come right back. Maz Jabrani at the Punchline. Tickets available online at punchline.com. I paid Jamie a lot of money to read that line right there. Right. I auditioned for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. This is the Mark Arab Show. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show in studio. Three-time guest of the Mark Aram Show, Maz Jabroni, at the Punchline uh, this weekend. Jabroni. I almost said Jabroni, jabroni. that time. Um, obviously, the listeners are now just infatuated with you. 
Um, we're going to watch Jimmy Vestwood on Amazon and iTunes. But if they want to connect with you uh, on the web, social media, where can we find I'm you? I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Maz Jobrani. That's M-A-Z-J-O-B-R-A-N-I. <laughs> hopefully, the, Jobrani. Hopefully the sign makers at the uh, punchline <laughs> Hopefully they're listening. listening. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, on, I'm online. And as a matter of fact, I've been doing this uh, Facebook Live stuff. Which is fun. It's so, amazing. Yeah, uh, you want to follow? You know, follow me. You'll, I, I hope you'll enjoy my little Facebook lives. And uh, we should have done this on Facebook Live. That would have been really cool. I'm telling you, it's the future. It's the future. Can I give you a real quick uh, story? Yeah. All right. So um, we had a tour group here a couple months ago. International students, and they're coming through, and they're young twenties, early twenties. They're college students, and they're walking through, and I'm out of here at the end of the week I'm exhausted I can barely think straight and but I gotta stop and, and meet and greet them and um, and I'm like oh where are you from and a couple from Germany and then a couple from Spain and then a large group from Lebanon and I was like oh you know my my best friend's Lebanese blah 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 so I'm walking out and I'm walking out and I go and I don't know if you know what that means. No, what does that mean? Oh, well, then the story makes no... It's not funny at all. No, no, go ahead. Tell, so I walk away. And, well, as soon as I say it, the girls go, ah! And the, the guys are like dying laughing. And I'm with the B98.5 program director. He goes, what did you just say to them? I'm like, I have no idea. You know, it's just... Uh, it's it's bad. Yeah, like it's, it's very <laughs> bad. I'm actually going to... We're going to bleep that out. Um, but, all right. So you don't know what it means uh, completely. But I text my Lebanese friend, Ted. I'm like... Hey Teddy, what does this mean? And he tells me, and I was like, "Oh." So he had told you the phrase. Well, we just we just always had these phrases, oh, like bad yeah. word phrases, yeah, and I don't yeah. know why. For some reason, and I knew it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was like, I got to say something, you know, to these, these students. <laughs> and the girls were squealed. Hilarious. <laughs> Squeal. I'm like, I'm out of here before HR comes. That's uh, so funny, yeah. dude. All right. Longoria well, bleeped that and out. And still, and still, say? we won't know. And I'll I'll tell you off the air. Iranians speak. Farsi. Farsi. So not, then the yeah. Arabs speak Arabic. Yeah. And so it, I wouldn't know it, but I know I do know Sharmut I've heard, which means... Sleep that again, Longo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to run. Great to see you again, Waz. Thanks good. for having me, man. All right, take care, boss. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.